Jesus is the way, Jesus is the answer for the world today, without him there's no other, Jesus is the way. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host, thank you for joining me. Um... Today I'm just gonna muse about um okay and by the way how are you guys doing how is everything going where you're at if this is your first time on this podcast welcome on board if you are an old listener um, thank you for staying with us um, I know I haven't been as um, faithful as I should have been and I keep on trusting God I know the Lord that set me on this path will will help me you know and I will to strengthen you know my course and make sure that that good work that he has begun you know that he continues it even unto the coming of the lord and um, i always try to keep things real on this musing because i i think that what is missing a lot in 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 faith circles now is that authenticity and you know i think sometimes we we think that um living a lifestyle of faith means that we have to pretend as if everything is okay or we have to shield our struggles and things like that and i don't know where we got that from maybe you know we 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 i don't know where we got that from let me just put it that way because if you look at the bible you look at scriptures it, it god really does show shows us that the world is ugly and that you know it shows the struggles of men you know in 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 everything that they do and you know granted that the new testament is very much more about epistles written to churches which most of the time talks about the spiritual struggle the human state and things like that but a lot of the old testament we do see you know the, the struggles that people have we see it in the lives of people like david we see it in the lives of people like samson we see it in the lives of you know isaac abraham you know so even our, the father of our faith how he struggled you know with unbelief and you know the ill ill-fated decision to go after you know his 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 wife's bond servant um, and which led to you know a, a whole new generation and a race of people who till today <laughs> anyways you know there's just a lot you know in that space and um, you know so but anyways I, I i i like to keep things real because i think the journey that i've been on is on is on a journey of finding the true and only wise god and walking in his spirit with him and his spirit in the way that he intends and i think what i think has really been helpful to me in the past one year i would say has been about just being naked before the lord and being bare about who i am with him and recognizing you know my 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 pain my struggles and just opening everything up to him and and I've, i think i've always had that kind of relationship but i think now i'm not even i think what's different is that i am learning to be even more open with him and i thought i was very open already but i realized that when things go wrong i tend to sort of like shield myself or when i feel things are not going the way i expected it to go with him and all that i am not as you know so there's almost like a defense mechanism that i just shut down in some parts of my heart and i'm like okay I, I try to solve it somehow and i feel like i have to show him that i'm making an effort but you know what <laughs> last year 
I wasn't, you know, everything just fell, you know, to cracks. And then I realized that actually being broken before the Lord is a good thing. And coming to Him in a state of brokenness should is actually a good experience to have. And recognizing that brokenness and asking Him to fix, you know, and put the pieces back together, you know, I think is, 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 is a precious thing. And I think particularly for some of us whose lives have been seemingly all together for so long, being able to acknowledge that things have been, you know, that things are broken takes a lot. I, 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 I know it's different. It's not the same for everybody. I think some people, you know, may be on it may be different for people depending on how your life has been. But for some of us who have felt that things have been, you know, relatively okay you know or going well for some time realizing that you've you are, you, you've just taken it i mean as in you've taken a turn and you are in a place where you don't even know how did i get here what's going on what am i going to do and this is not to say that i've not had problems but i'm saying something that just shakes you to your foundation and um, you don't realize what will do that to you until the thing itself happens and that, that was really what my experience was like um last year and I still continue to find myself having to there's some lessons I've learned there let me say that during that period that I think there are life lessons and I continue to have to you know keep going back to that and one of them is what I am reflecting on this uh, today which is um, and I think the scripture for that is in Hebrews 12 starting from I think verse from verse 2 actually but i'll read from verse 1 where it says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off or lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily entangles and besets us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of god and the title of this movie is called Looking Unto Jesus because I'm beginning to realize, I mean, the Bible describes him here as the founder and the perfecter of our faith, you know, the author and the finisher. And he says we should look unto him and he says we should lay off every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us. And I think we focus a lot on the sin, but I think for many of us now, for some of us now, I mean, for some people, it's the sin. It's the sin that is, you know, that is entang- that is the entanglement that you know they're trying to deal with you know whatever that sin may be but for a lot of us is the weight it's the weights you know the pressures of life pains griefs sorrows weights problems challenges long-standing issues either in our lives or in the lives of people that we love you know relationships broken relationships you know broken bodies broken spirits broken souls you know when, when, when I used to read Luke 4, it's when Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. I, I didn't understand. To set at liberty them that are bound. That whole Luke 4.18 has new meaning to me now. Because I know what it means to be bound. I now know what it means to be bound in your mind. To be assailed by chains of darkness that hold you, you know, that just keep you bound. 
I know what it means to be broken-hearted. If you're broken-hearted, so broken-hearted, despondent, I know. And even as I know what it means to, to experience this kind of deep pain of the soul, I recognize that there are people who are experiencing it to a far deeper level than even that which I have seen or that which I have experienced in my life or through the lives of those that are close to me. And the Jesus that came to say he was anointed to do this, to set at liberty those who are bruised, to deliver the captives, to heal the brokenhearted. That's a very powerful statement for anybody to make. He said to the people that day, he said, this day is the scriptures fulfilled in your sight. That the spirit of the Lord is upon him to heal people who are broken hearted. You know, a lot of us focus on healing of the body and honestly, when, when one is sick, diseases can be very bad. Um, sickness of the body can be horrible. They can be really, really debilitating, very painful, horrible oppressions of the body. But the pain of the soul and, and brokenness of the heart as well can also be as bad, in some cases even worse. Because unlike the, the, the sicknesses of the bodies, we don't even we can't even see what's going on. We don't know how to help. And you know it, 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 it's let's just say look for it in that whole scripture has a whole lot more meaning for me now because before when people talk about brokenheartedness all i could think about was um you know like uh, emotion um how do i say when like your heart is broken like a romantic relationship or that kind of thing now i see that there's so much love you know there's brokenness from just not feeling like your life means anything or that you know or it just just by demonic oppressions actually trauma yeah severe oppressions of the mind and uh, you know and, and, and these are some of the things that have led me to really want to know that Jesus that is described in Luke 4 18 because I think in faith circles we focus so much on the Jesus that just heals the body and provides things for you know um material blessings and we've we we we've we've completely ignored the more deeper spiritual things that have to do with who a man he is within so we've left ourselves open so now that we're in a time when you know th- there's so much of an assault and oppression of the mind and emotions against people our young people vulnerable people everywhere we are unable to help them we are unable we can't help them in terms of you know spiritual deliverance we can't help them in terms of emotional deliverance we can't help them in terms of mental deliverance we can't because all we know how to do is to pray for money that's all we know how to do that's all we've learned how to do pray that the Lord will raise men and women who will understand the 
God of Luke 4 18, the Jesus of Luke 4 18, that Jesus. I pray that the Lord will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, of that Jesus that is described in Luke 4 18. I would open up the scripture now just so that I can read it. And the Holy Spirit has taken complete control of this musing because this was not at all. I wasn't, this wasn't the direction I was thinking I would go on this. Which just shows me that I really should always listen to him when he says I should record this every day. Because he does have a word. And it's as much a word for me as it is a word for whoever is going to listen to this. So let me just open Luke 4, 18. So Luke 4, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, the Spirit, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. This is just really, really amazing. So, yeah, so it says that um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon him to... He anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight of sight to the blind. So the one, you know, that preaching of the gospel to the poor, in other words, the people who are vulnerable, who need it, which includes you and you and I, at least I can speak for myself, includes me, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. I mean, he's talking, on oh, everything here is spiritual. There's nothing here that he's talking about to give food to the hungry. He's not even going there. He's looking at the spiritual condition of man everything jesus is talking about here because he's talking you know how, how how we have reduced human beings to being beasts of the field whereby all we need is food for the body and for the soul it's not the way god sees us and he's the creator and i honestly think when i look at this and this was the first scripture this was the launching of god's of Jesus's ministry on earth. So now that I'm I'm musing on this, I'm sensing that this is really the mandate. This is really why he came. So if I am fulfilling, I'm walking in the footsteps of Jesus, whatever it is I'm doing, I have to be doing it in a way that fulfills what he described in Luke 4 18. Preaching the gospel to the poor, healing the brokenhearted preaching deliverance to the captives the captives are not physical captives these are people who are held captive to sin to sickness to oppressions of the enemy this is spiritual you know recovering of sight to the blind he's not speaking about healing physical blindness he's talking about spiritual blindness the bible talks there's another scripture where he says in whom the god of this world has blinded their uh, minds lest they will see that's what he's talking about here he says to set at liberty them that are bruised again he's not talking about a physical bruising although i mean although of course yes but that's not the context he's talking about spiritual deliverance and not just at salvation but he's talking about a deliverance that spirit soul and body everything he describes and he's, he's describing so many aspects of human the human condition so you know the gospel to the poor so well let's assume that is also talking of poverty of the spirit of the soul and of the body so good 
there's that element he's talking about that so people who are poor and needy yes but then that's one thing so preaching that gospel and of course the gospel to the poor in fact if, if you really look at it when you're talking about the, the gospel to the poor it's not talking about being poor physically because you can be poor in spirit exactly yes you can be poor in spirit that's what he's talking about so people who need to be enriched with the gospel of jesus christ that's who he says i've come to preach to such people and he says i've come to heal the brokenhearted again the spiritual condition to the heart to preach deliverance to the captives delivered who is captive to what captive to spiritual death captive to spiritual sin captive to spiritual oppression not people physically in incarceration no recovering of sight to the blind yes not physically not just physical blindness he's talking about you know and to set at liberty then again he's everything he's talking about is spiritual conditions of the heart of the soul of the spirit anyways i want to know this jesus i think i've spent more than enough time going after the jesus that provides houses cars and land this jesus in luke 4 18 is what i think i need now for the days that we're in in the world that we're in right now i need that healing that jesus is talking about here i and my household we need that deliverance he's talking about we need our sights to be recovered you know and i i need to be you know set at liberty the liberty the law of the liberty in christ jesus i need it in full operation in my life the bible says we should pray that you know um um, that prayer that Paul prayed, he said, um, the, the spirit um, that the eyes of their understanding, that He may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. So I think what I'm seeing here is there's an element of this mandate that is about giving your life to Christ and you know being delivered from darkness, and then there's an element of it that is an ongoing thing, depending on how what happens in our own you know on our own personal journeys so at some point in time i will be the poor that needs to hear the gospel and then god comes into my life and he enriches me at some point i will also be the brokenhearted that needs the healing of the lord it may one may happen before the other at some point may perhaps maybe at the point jesus came into my life for the first time i will be the one that needs deliverance as a captive just whatever it may be sin oppression of any kind at some point i will also be the blind whose eyes need to be recovered and this understanding you know having the eyes of my understanding enlightened is an ongoing thing as the revelation of god you know i grow in not in the knowledge of him and being set at liberty is an ongoing thing as well because there's a lot that has held all of us down that we are not aware of and this is why um you know hebrews 12 then tells us about renewing our minds no i think that's romans 12 that talks about that you know that um be transformed by the renewal of our minds and but um, hebrews 12 is talking about fixing our eyes on jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith so i'm beginning to realize that just like this song in Ocean's Hill song, you know, 
Jesus talks about. He says, you know, keeping your eyes above the waves. It's not just about keeping my eyes above the waves alone. It's about looking onto Jesus. The answer to all my problems, things that I struggle with, is not in the problems. I can't find it by looking at those problems, by dwelling on those problems. But I can find Jesus can solve it when I look unto him. Jesus knows the way out. He's the answer for the world today, which is the words of that song, that very old Christian song. I don't know who sang it that that I started with. Jesus is the answer. And I think we believers need to understand this so much more. We really need to come back to Jesus and who he is and what he stands for. You know, this entire, this um, bless me Christianity, oh God, my next level, oh God, deliver me. No, we, we, we need to come back to Jesus. We need to come back to Jesus. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says we should fix our eyes on him. He, said, he describes him as the, the author and the perfecter of my faith. So it's not... You know, I start off with Jesus and perfected in Jesus. And I think that's the same thing that Luke 4 18 is talking about. Where, you know, like I was saying, that I, I find that, you know, there's a whole continuum of things at some point, you know, in terms of brokenhearted deliverance, brokenheartedness, deliverance from being, you know, spiritual bruisings, pains, grief, sorrows. Depending on what life throws my personal journey, you know, things that I have to learn, you know, and verse 1 in, 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 in this scripture says, laying aside every weight, and, and that scripture acknowledging to us that there will be weights, there will be things that will easily, you know, come upon us, the Bible, I mean, we've talked about this so many times on the musings. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. You know, the afflictions are so many. But Jesus is the answer. And I think it's almost like a, this, a, a central core that we have to keep coming back to. Even for the long-standing challenges in our lives, for the things that we do not really understand. And I'm learning this. I'm learning. I'm, I'm trying. I am building my, you know, I'm, how would I put this on? I'm on an ongoing journey of learning to do this. That at the end of the day, it doesn't help when you dwell on these problems. It doesn't help when you allow, you know, your mind to just feel very sad. Some of these problems are so, when you think about it, you just feel so sad. You feel helpless. You feel hopeless. It, it, it There's no point, you know, just continuing on that road. Yes, you will feel sad about it, but as you are feeling sad, you feel sad, you cry, whatever it is you need to do, and then you look unto Jesus. Turn it into a moment of praise. Turn it into a moment of worship. Turn it into a moment of just thanking God. Whatever it is you need to do to bring, or whatever I need to do, we all need to do to bring, whatever I need to do, let me personalize it, whatever I need to do to bring it back to Jesus, I need to do that. Because at the end of the day, He's the one that can heal, He's the one that can deliver, He's the one that can set me at liberty. He's the one that can enrich my soul. He's the one that can deliver me from the snare of the Father, from that noisome pestilence, that situation. He knows the way out. 
The Bible says he is the way, he is the truth, and the life. No one can experience the power of God except through him. The power of the throne. So this is really about... Um, I thought I would call it looking onto Jesus. Maybe I still will, but I just think going back to Jesus, you know, is, is really where... heart is sort of like going on this one because it says he's the author and he's the finisher so there's no point at which i can walk in faith that i will say i have to be far from him it's either i'm in him or i am not you know i I can't experience him or his power without being where he is you know if I if I allow my vision, my my thoughts, my mind, my 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 mind to be overtaken by the challenges of the situations that I face with, I'm faced with. His ability to deliver me and do what he does best is severely limited in my life. It, the, the long and short is my own contribution in living a life that of dominion in Christ is to keep my eyes upon Jesus. I think that's just it. That's the work that I need to do. When the Bible says labor to enter into his rest, I think that's the work I need to do, which is what he said in verse 1, which is laying aside the weight and the sin. And it looks very simple, but actually I think, yeah, yeah, so I'm getting there now, yeah. Is we most of them i think what, what happens is if i speak for myself i think we lose in verse one i lose in verse one and then i'm unable to then look onto jesus because that weight is is there and i'm carrying it because and and, and for me sometimes i think that carrying it means that i need to i need to carry it so that i can solve it it's almost like thinking that no you know this weight i need to carry it no but if it's a weight I can't carry, then there's no point in my trying to carry it. Let me lay it aside for the person who can deal with it. And let me go and get the help that I need with Jesus. But I can't go with him with that weight and still be carrying the weight. For me to be able to look at him, I need to lay that weight down. That's what this scripture is saying. And laying the weight down, it's an ongoing thing because sometimes, you know, these are particularly it's a condition. I mean, let's imagine it's a health condition. The condition is physically present, but it's about how do I allow that condition to control the way I think, the way I feel, my emotions, you know, to the point that it actually affects my 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 thoughts, my my intentions, my the way I feel. I just have to fill my heart with the joy of the Lord, with the power of God, with His Word, and and just fill it with. Just focus on Jesus through scripture, through prayer, through the word. I know this is the Lord speaking to me. I'll end it here because I could really just keep talking about what I need to do at this. And because this is what has helped me really. I think when I went to a very tough time last year, you know, up till, you know, this year, it was the point at which I laid down the weight. You know what? I just told myself, you know, that I would stop dwelling on what I could change and i would focus on the god who has not changed because i think sometimes the worst thing is when you allow a physical experience to color your your view of god i had i had actually allowed that to happen i had started it had almost i had almost started seeing 
God differently, which is almost like to me, it's almost like blasphemy because how could I, in the scheme of things, my life is just a very, very microcosm, minuscule <laughs> dot. How do I, how do I then define God based on my own experience and how does, because I mean, really, what's the correlation between what happens to me and who God is? You know, that, that is so self-serving, that is so, it just doesn't make sense, There's, you know, because the concept of God is of a supreme being that does not need me to exist before me, he was existing after me, he will, you know, so how my view of, how my experience then becomes something that defines my view of him. That that's not a that that's it that's an idol that's not a, a supreme god you know because a supreme god whatever experience you have limit of him should not define who he is in real terms and who he is to you i don't know if that makes sense but i understand what i'm saying and i trust the lord he will under you know he transmits the message in the way he wants to to whoever is listening so i'll leave it at that point and i'll go and listen to this afterwards because i know that hmm, even the lord has spoken to me today and i thank him for that so i thank you for listening um i pray that the lord himself will cause you and i to experience the jesus of luke 4 18 and that um, every heart that needs his healing we will experience it in jesus name every captive will be set at liberty and all that are bruised will experience his healing power in the name of jesus and that um, every captive will be delivered and that the lord himself will will recover the sight of all who need to see him as he is in jesus name amen thank you for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in jesus name Amen.